It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to your table podcast. Hey, podcast. You are listening to your podcast. That's to your. You are listening to the Tableau podcast. Welcome to the Tableau podcast. How is everyone doing? Where are you right now? Uh, what are you doing? I'm assuming that not everyone is doing well because we got to talk about what's going on with this novel coronavirus. Um, you know, on my podcast and also on my social media, like I try not to really, I try not to go deep into like current events and stuff like that. Not because I'm a, I'm afraid to say something um, or that I feel that it's not important. Uh, I believe everyone's voice in any matter is important, but I am not an expert, needless to say, um, in most of the fields that current events involve and you know i i'm just the type of person where if i'm not an expert on it um i don't want to i don't want to say something or become a part of something where i cause unnecessary panic or misinformation because that can that can actually be just as lethal um as whatever is really going on right so that's the reason why I, you know, I tend to steer clear of um, current events. Not because I don't care. Um, I'm actually very up to date on what's going on in the world um, at any given point. Um, and when those events are sad and heartbreaking, um, I'm just as sad and heartbroken as anyone else. Uh, when those events are amazing and inspiring i'm just as amazed and inspired as anyone else um it's just i am very careful of that um i i i really am against um misinformation uh i believe that information is really really important but nowadays it's it's impossible to know whether your information um, or the information you're getting, even from a trusted source, is, you know, trustworthy information. So I, I think at a, at a certain point in my life, I, I decided that, you know, because I am not like a total expert on all things, um, I could inadvertently pass out misinformation that could lead to the harm of someone. And I don't want that. That's not what I'm here for. Um, that's not what I intend to do through my music even. So, But we have to talk about this virus because this is, this is a big deal. Like, okay, so an epidemic is when um, everyone gets sick 
at the same time because of the same disease, right? And a pandemic is when that epidemic becomes something global. Um, and a lot of doctors and experts are saying that this situation basically is a pandemic. Um, I know for a fact that the WHO is saying that it's not a pandemic yet. Um, but when this recording, this podcast recording airs, I, you know, who knows? Because every morning we wake up and there's new, new uh, information about this. And, you know, the, uh, you know it's, it's growing the number of people that are sick with it. Uh, and panic is growing. And it's just really worrisome. Um, I think more so now for me personally because I have, I have a child to protect. Uh, I have a family. Like back in the day, you know, it, this is not the first epidemic or the first um, outbreak. You know, we've, we've had many of these, right, um, throughout human history and throughout the history that I've been alive. There's been a ton of events like this where it's really frightening. But I think when I was like alone and just basically like a kid, I don't think I, I was that scared. Um, I, would, I would even say that I didn't care enough. Like I've, you know how like you feel like you're invincible when you're a kid? So like you just, you know, oh really there's something going around? It's okay. I mean the odds are in my favor. I mean technically I could get into a car crash, right? Knock on wood. Um, I hope no one does. But like, you know, if you look at the numbers, it's just as dangerous to go out to work every day, right? Or to go to school every day. So you reason that you shouldn't go to work or go to school. <laughs> but what I'm, what I'm saying is I wouldn't be this scared if I didn't have people that I have to take care of. Because if I get sick, someone else is going to get sick. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this today is not because I have, I have any information, like I have any more information to give you or I have any expert advice. I'm not an expert. Like I kept mentioning, uh, I need to say, I am not an expert. Nothing I say on this podcast today um, should be taken as, uh, you know, sage advice. I'm just as confused and just as in, like just as like, confused and scared and um you know as you so but what i'm trying to say is like i had this recent experience that was really jarring and that was the reason why i wanted to bring it up like i recently went to um indonesia to perform and this event uh it was like a huge festival and epikai was a headliner and this was booked before any of this happened, right? Any of this novel coronavirus madness happened. And uh, immediately once um, this epidemic started, um, many of our fans worried about us. And thank you very much. But a lot of people tweeted me, uh, DM'd me, saying like, are you guys going to be okay? I wish you didn't have to fly um, at this time, like, because airplanes are, you know, basically vessels for infection, if you think about it, because you're in a very tight area, right? 
Um, but you know, what, what can we do, right? We we have a promise to keep with not only the uh, event people, but the audience that's going to be there. And they're, they're coming to see us. So we got to go and, you know, do our best. So, but here's the thing, right? So like this, this virus situation happened and we had to go to the airport. And because Tukas and I have kids and, you know, all three of us have like families, um, we have wives and stuff and we don't want to, you know, we, we want to protect them. So we have to protect ourselves. So we went to the airport and we had like the works on, right? I mean, it might even look funny. Um, but what was going through our heads weren't, it, it wasn't a funny thing, right? We had goggles on, um, masks, gloves. Um, Mithra and Two Cuts had like the, the, uh, like the lumberjack goggles. You know, not the lumberjack goggles. What is it like? The home building, like, you know, what's that place? The Home Depot kind of goggles, right? Where you're like cutting wood or something. Uh, the wood shop, high school wood shop goggles. And I wasn't able to get my hands on that. So I actually was wearing um, diving goggles that I had at home. Okay, which made me look kind of ridiculous. But it was the only thing I could find. And I had those diving goggles on at the airport. And also on the plane. And it's a seven-hour ride. And it's extremely suffocating with a mask and goggles on. Of course, right? And I'm like, dude, I'm <laughs> like, forget the virus. I'm, I'm in danger of like, you know... Just just suffocating myself. <laughs> but anyways, that's the extent we went to so that not only would we be protecting ourselves, but also like not our, only our families. If we get sick and we go to this show, realize there's going to be thousands of people there to see us. And, and, and many of these people, like most of these people are fans. So they're going to want to shake our hands. They're, they're going to want to be, um, you know, talking to us. And if any of us get sick and we get over there, we're going we're gonna to get other people sick. And not only that, Indonesia at this point, I, I don't know if when this airs, but at that point had zero um, confirmed cases. So, uh, you know, we don't want to be, you know, the ones that are transferring this virus in like to another country, right? So we took those like crazy precautions. And here's the thing. So we took these precautions to protect ourselves on the plane. And, and, and it was weird because like I, I found myself actually scared of the other passengers. You know, I hate, I hate that I felt this way, but it's like, you know, this because it's such like this unknown thing happens, this scary, frightening thing is happening. Like, I'm scared of these other people, right? Someone like sneezes on the plane, like, uh, like six meters away from me, and I'm immediately worried, worried, right? And I'm, I'm trying to keep my distance. And I'm like, what if that person's like sick? But what was really weird was because we had 
the mask and the goggles on, we we realize that all the other people were suspecting us. They were like, you know, they they weren't looking at us and saying, oh, these guys are trying to protect themselves. They were like, what do they have that they they are wearing masks and goggles and gloves? Like, what are they already sick? Are they trying to like go to Indonesia or something? And when I realized that other people were um, trying to keep their distance from us, that's when I was like, oh, wow. Like, fear is, is really scary. <laughs> well, fear is really scary. I mean, fear is really dangerous because, um, you know, it, it, it makes you… It really makes you suspicious of people. And um, it makes some people hateful. Um, And not because people are like innately uh, hateful. It's it's because they just, they're just confused and scared. And and when there's an unknown, um, that's that's what brings out like sometimes the worst in people, right? And this just, this short moment of, this happening and like me realizing this uh, made me think about like the uh, real dangers of well the additional dangers of uh, of an epidemic or or a virus is 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 the fear right and there are other things as well like people think about you know on on this like on level one uh, an epidemic obviously medically is a is a is a very dangerous situation, right? People are physically getting sick. But it also, there's like economic, you know, there's like an economic fallout because of it, right? Um, People stay indoors. um, They don't go out. um, Money is not circulating. um, Businesses can't operate normally. And, you know, the, the economy takes a hit. And not only that, um, if there is like a bigger epidemic at some point, um, not everything is automated yet. You know, there's that whole debate about like whether we should have AI uh, controlling things that humans should control, that humans should um, maintain. But um, yeah, like a lot of things are still operated by people. And if people get sick, we can't operate those things. And energy like light heat um it, it it's a very 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 scary picture if you look at what an epidemic could do to the world right and i know see me just talking about this right now um is probably making you more afraid uh than maybe you should be but we don't even know right maybe i'm actually not even scaring you at enough, right? Like, I, there's no way to know. That's why this is such a troubling thing to talk about and and to grasp. Uh, but yeah, like it it makes you think about it because like we've had breakouts like this before, but we kind of forget about it once it's contained. But it happens again and again, and. You know, we we talk about all the different things that happen in the world, and 
the important things in the world. And then we're reminded that some of these important things really depends on our well-being. Like we're talking about like, uh, as long as the economy is okay, you know, life, my life will be okay, right? But the economy won't be okay, okay if when things like this happen and we get sick or like there's a natural disaster. Um, you know, there are things that we can't control uh, in nature that we often don't think about enough. And uh, I read this one article. I, I'm not sure if I agree with it, but the article was saying how, you know, in situations like this, we're trying to uh, like blame each other or um, blame animals even. But this article, this, this person had an opinion uh, and his opinion was that what we've, like the way humans have um, industrialized the world, um, we've done unnatural things in natural spaces. And because of that, um, viruses that are supposed to be contained in animals are spreading to humans because we've, we've you know, created. So basically, um, humans are to blame a little bit, right? I mean, I, I agree. We're all to blame for anything, if you think about it. I, I'm not sure if I totally agree with the angle that this article was going. But there are uh, slices of it that I agree with. Um, anyway, so, so I, I just want to say, like, I want everyone to stay safe. Okay? And uh, no matter how far you go in your measures to stay safe, if anyone makes fun of it or, you know, or says something like, dude, you're just like paranoid. Um, don't let anyone say that. You can go to any extent that you want, okay, that, that makes you feel safe or keeps your uh, loved ones safe. And if, you know, you're, you're, you're in the school where you're like, hey, I, I'm, I think I'm going to be okay. Like, I don't think I need to wear like medical gloves like when I go to school. Um, I think I'll be fine. Like, I'll just wash my hands often. That's fine too, right? Whatever you decide is good for you or um, in your comfort zone, that's fine. But I just want everyone to stay safe, okay? And um, I'm, I'm just hoping that all the people that are sick right now, um, you know, get better. I, I'm, even if there is a cure or like, like an antibiotic that's discovered, it, it'll take a long time to administer. Like realize um, we still haven't found a cure for like SARS or like, you know, or the outbreaks we had before. It takes time. So you just have to protect yourself, take better care of yourself. And hopefully the people that there's no one else that gets sick, I, I hope it gets contained. And um, I hope that, the people that are sick right now get better because you know no one's no one's at fault right it's just it's just an unfortunate thing that happens once in a while in nature and hopefully you know we can work with nature to uh to prevent that from now on or to at least control it a bit you know that's my thing about this virus but i do want to talk about 
um, movies that deal with this topic. Mm-hmm. Because you know Netflix, I don't know how or I don't know how like they must have they must have intended it, but they dropped like this mini series on pandemics like right when this happened. Oh. Okay. Conspiracy theory. Well, well, a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, didn't I I even read one thing where someone was like, did Netflix create this virus to promote their show? Is and Corona an original series? I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah. I mean, Netflix is powerful, but the cost of doing that… That's, that's more like Disney Plus budget. That's not… Yeah, that's like, that's like Disney level. Maybe Disney, but not Netflix. Oh, wait, not maybe yet. Maybe we shouldn't say Disney started. Disney would never do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing they infect us with is happiness and joy. Oh, wow. And baby Yodas. Anyways, what I'm saying is… Okay, so they, they must have been working on this documentary or this series for a while, right? Before the, any of this happened. And the reason why… Um, uh, you know, the, the coincidence of the timing and everything… It can't be a conspiracy theory. And it's, it, that's ridiculous to even think that. Um, the fact that this was being made… And, and you know, doctors were aware that this could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been fully aware for a long, long, long time. And it's, it just hap- it's just happening now. That's, that's it. It's not like this was like… It, it, and it's also not like a prophecy to, for these doctors to be like, there could be an influenza virus that, you know, is really contagious and really dangerous. Right? I mean, that's, that's not a prophecy. That's… That's a fact. We've been dealing with this for all of human history. Spanish influenza. Yeah. We've had all of these different um, cold viruses, you know. And you can't cure them. They mutate too fast. And anyway, so this documentary came out and everyone's like talking about it even more. Because like it's… You know, you can't really help but to watch it. Because of what's going on right now, right? You're intrigued by it. And it also informs you but also frightens you, right? So it's like this vicious cycle of like being informed and, you know, being frightened. And um, and I want to talk about some of those movies. Like, do you remember uh, Contagion? Yes. Soderbergh? I think it was yes. Steven Soderbergh who made it. The guy who made uh, Ocean's Eleven. The French lady is in it and Jude Law. Yeah, Where's Jude Law suit? is the blogger. Yeah. If that movie was more modern, he, he would be a podcaster. Oh, like a Joe Rogan. Or a YouTuber, yeah. right? Or or Joe Rogan. Yeah, it would be he would be Joe Rogan. Yeah, it would be it would just be Joe Rogan. With a British accent. Yeah, in the movie as Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Um but Contagion if for those of you who haven't seen the movie, it's uh, it's a movie that it starts on day 2 of an outbreak. Okay? And um it details like the entire process like from um, the spread to like the CDC trying to get on top of it. Um, the WHO. Um, uh, like Jude Law is a blogger who has like conspiracy theories and he's kind of sketchy. Um, and it just shows the like on a global scale like everything that people will do in a, in a situation like that. And… Um, and and even the closure, right? So it's sort of like a document, documentary-esque, like 
Um, it's a good, it's a good movie to watch. Um, it's informative, uh, and I I can't say the word entertaining, but like y- you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like, a cute little twist at the end too. If you want to be, there's a cute little twist at the end. It's not cute. It's just a twist. What? I must have missed it. You don't remember the twist ending? What? Wait. When was the last time you saw okay. this movie? Hold on. I saw it twice or three times. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert. Everyone, uh, earmuffs. Earmuffs. Okay, tell me what's the… What, what is it? The twist is that he was part of Big Pharma to like spread the virus because he was going to sell the cure. And Jude Law? He had a, you remember how at the end of the movie he's in a suit? Jude then, Law? Yes, Jude Law's character looks around the street. He's wearing his suit thing and he takes it off laughing. And then it cuts to basically him selling the medicine as like big pharma symbolism or whatever to people for this. So disease. he knew. So he was a part of spreading. He this was. Thing? He was part of the conspiracy theory that he was saying like to look out for to the regular oh, so public. He was the villain. So he was the villain. That was the twist. Okay, dude. How yeah. did I miss this? I saw this thing three times. <laughs> I saw it once in a okay. film class. <laughs> I, I think maybe I didn't pay attention to it enough to catch that twist. You're too busy running to GS to buy face masks. <laughs> well, no, no. I was… um. That movie for me, like… The Matt Damon character. Yeah. I just feel so so sorry for that guy. Yeah. I mean… So he, he gets cheated on. Mm-hmm. Okay, spoiler alert. Keep your earmuffs on if you absolutely must not know. But he gets cheated on. His wife, who is Gwyneth Paltrow, dies like immediately after the movie starts. Almost. She's our Drew Barrymore of Scream. Okay. He also like loses a kid. And oh my god. And and like that happens like in the first like 20 minutes of the movie. And I'm like… I feel so sorry for that dude. Oh my gosh. How does he… How is he… How is he handling that mm-hmm. so well? Oh my god. And and it's acted so well that it it's very realistic. And I watched this movie like once a long time ago when I was like… You know, just a kid. Well, not a kid but like… I you was know, a kid. <laughs> I think I was like in my 20s. Like early 20s? Mid 20s? I don't know. I don't know when the, that movie came out. But I remember I was single. So… Um… <laughs> You know, it was a blur. And then now I, I saw it again recently, um, and now I'm like a dad, right? So it's like two different perspectives I have on that Matt Damon character. Where like a long time ago when I first saw it, I was like, "Dude, I feel sorry for Matt Damon, man." I mean, are you trying to say you are Matt well, Damon? No, I was like, "Oh, that sucks." Well, this movie, wow, it just. It doesn't take its time. It just gets right to it. Matt Damon, oh my god, his life. He needs Ben Affleck or something like. He needs… Oh my god. He Anyways, needs a zoo. That character, you know. And then now that I have a family and I see it, I'm like, Oh my god. Yeah. This guy just lost everything. And, and I, maybe that's why I didn't really focus on the… Twist. Yeah. Jude Law's an asshole. Yeah, he plays an asshole in a lot of things. There's that movie with Tom Hanks. Remember? Where he's a guy who like hunts. There are many movies with Tom Hanks. And Jude Law. Tell me three. <laughs> what? Thank you for smoking or? No, forgot what it was called. But it's a famous movie and it's basically Jude Law like hunting him down to kill him for like revenge. 
Okay, well, you know, I liked Jude Law in AI. Mm. Okay, totally <laughs> irrelevant. Uh, there's also another movie that's really famous, which is Outbreak. Uh, I actually haven't seen that. I've read it. It's a Michael Crichton um, novel. The guy that made Jurassic Park. And strangely enough, Westworld. Oh. Many people don't know that. He loves things going wrong. Well, he's like, um, you know, he's one of those um, experts in a field that decided to be a best-selling writer. Right? There are others like John Grisham. You know, a lawyer turned lawyer genre filmmaking whatever nailed it yeah <laughs> but anyways um so outbreak is like i think a virus that starts from a monkey mm, like 28 days like a monkey comes to i think i think i, I don't know something happened i don't know something happens and there's an outbreak okay and uh i actually haven't seen the movie like i i already had read the book so i didn't really want to see it Anyways, that's another famous one. 28 Days is a, is a zombie movie. I know, but it starts with a virus. Aren't zombie movies just like virus a movies. type of virus? Yeah, but movies? it just takes it like a step further, right? Yeah. But you didn't know that 28 Days was a zombie movie? I, 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 kn- I knew when you said it. I haven't seen it in so long. I just remember the scene with the monkey in the lab and it But you saw out. the movie. Yeah. So you must be aware that it's a zombie movie. Well, n- now I remember. I forgot. Okay, the poster has… You forgot Jude Law. The I, poster I only- <laughs> has a zombie on it. Huh? The poster is it has like… A, it has a monkey. Got, no, it has a crazy guy with crazy eyes. I thought that was a monkey. Okay. If we're going to talk about zombies, Train to Busan is also a virus movie, right? Yeah. And that's a great one because um, it talks about one of the dilemmas of the modern world when we're dealing with these um, diseases. The problem is that a long, 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 long time ago, for people to um, travel to other crowds, it was a lot more difficult than it is now. You had to take a boat. You had to, like, get on a horse. Right? Um, And a horse isn't taking 300 passengers on its back. But now we have airplanes. And these airplanes are the quickest way to, you know, deliver a virus Mm -hmm. to different countries, right? Because it's recycled air. Yeah, and you're also all sitting together in those like really, really tight seats without leg room. Okay? And the guy next to you is like coughing constantly. And you and you can't really say anything because there are no other seats for you to sit in. And, this, and then the seat next to him, baby's crying. And you can't stand it, but you hate yourself for like not being able to like stand a baby oh crying, right? It's not like the baby wants to cry. Yeah. Okay? But But when you see that the parents aren't really trying to like… Console this kid to not cry when they're just like they have their headphones on and they're just watching Contagion. Yeah, you're like, dude, come on, at least like make an attempt. P- Flights are one of the most fascinating ways to people watch because it's like a really interesting like sample pool or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's like a p- like um, petri dish. My friends actually talk about this in their own podcast, but they saw someone on a flight. Just straight up light a cigarette. That's not crazy. not even vaping or whatever. 
They didn't get. It was, they didn't get. Oh, they immediately were told to stop doing that. Like, what the? No, what like the it wasn't. Are you doing? It wasn't like someone who like knew that it's completely illegal and was like trying to hide it and got caught. It they was just someone like, blatantly holding yeah, it out, like instinctively, like taking hits and stuff. And they uh, probably weren't even aware that they were doing it. So my friend Matt, this flight was a. Uh, it was between LA and Vegas. Uh-huh. My friend Matt was the one who spoke up to the flight attendant being like, literally, stop this. <laughs> like, this is not okay. Um, and when the flight attendant addressed the woman, they took a video. Like, they have evidence of her with the light cigarette. But uh-huh. apparently the flight attendant was like, you you literally can't do that. And her reaction was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, like, as if she just didn't know. Like, didn't know. And she did have, like, a non-American accent. Mm-hmm. So… They were like, is this her first time on a plane? But also like, how did you get to America if you didn't get on a plane? I'm sure if she's not three, she knows that you're she not supposed… She was a supposed, grown woman. You're not supposed to light up in an enclosed space, let alone one with wings. Yeah. Okay. They were, they were very certain she was under some kind of influence. Oh, but God. she was very like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Like, you know the way you say like you bump into someone, it's like an inconvenience and yeah, not yeah. like a complete health hazard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, the the kicker though is that when they left the flight, you expect something to happen to someone who does that because you get told it's like a huge deal to yeah, get like caught you get smoking like on a, a fine or, or like she just, it's a federal she offense. She just breezed through. She left. They what? just watched her go. They didn't… No one pulled her aside. No one told her to like wait at the gate when you okay, land. Okay, don't… No one take what Diane is saying right now as an okay. No, I know. But it, for it's, you it, to it, just, it was just bust like a, out a, <laughs> a camel, okay? Yeah. It was or just a like, Newport and just start <laughs> puffing away. It was um, a crazy thing. Um, anyways, what were yeah. we talking about? We were talking about sickness. Okay, okay. Contagion. But what were we talking about just… With the, okay, so planes. Yeah, planes are just like a hub of like crazy things. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. So train to Busan is is perfect because it's it's like about a train, right? You can't get off of it. It's moving, okay? And this virus breaks out. And if we're considering zombies as virus movies, because they are. They're like hyperbole for, you know… They're like a metaphor for um, viruses. See… Here's the one thing that all these movies really focus on. And even Walking Dead. And even Contagion, Outbreak. All of these like disease movies. It starts pretty much the same with the disease breaking out. Okay? Um, but it quickly becomes a movie about how humans interact with each other under these situations. Right? Train to Busan is… Technically not a movie about zombies if you think about it. It starts that way. Um, but almost immediately it becomes like this… The, the, it, the movie focuses on the politics of what's going on inside the train. Right? And with the, with the non-infected people um, trying to… You know, trying to keep the infected people away. Um, doing horrible things to each other. Taking sides. Uh, betraying each other. And that's what happens in The Walking Dead too. And also um, any other movie, like even Contagion, right? You see people um, doing you know, horrible things to each other because they're so afraid. And, and that's what those movies technically are about. 
it's about um, you know it's about humanity if you think about it or lack thereof in extremely frightening situations and and that does happen that's why they say that like when you choose your friends um you know see if like if they're there for you in really difficult situations like if they're like if they're with you after an extremely unnerving or extremely like scary situation um or suffering then you know if they stick with you through it then they're true friends and the reason why is because you know every, anyone's experienced it when bad things happen people show their true colors right and then uh once you get past that difficult point um they quickly forget that they weren't there for you um even in my personal um you know hardships like when i was going through stuff people that i trusted uh would always be there for me weren't okay like almost 99% of the people that were asked to speak on my behalf um declined because they were afraid that they would get attacked too okay and i don't want to you know i i don't honestly i don't blame them okay uh if they felt that way that's great but but realize i'm not going to be friends with them after that mm-hmm. um because i i simply just know their true colors and that's that's what these movies um th- that's what makes these movies interesting yeah a, th- a thing i wanted to ask you was do you get sick often just like naturally cuz i have friends of mine who i feel like every time i talk to them they're sick yeah i have friends like that and that friend is is me <laughs> staring at me in the mirror <laughs> i get sick a lot um i get sick a lot but i've been doing a lot better in the recent few years and what i realized is breakfast dude home cooking mm. i'm not kidding okay so nothing about my life has really changed except well actually a lot has changed but what i'm saying is okay i used to get sick at least every 3 months at least 2 wow. 3 months okay i would get the flu um also uh right before a show i think it's a jinx like i hate getting sick the night before a show obviously right because you're performing for days um your voice is not functioning properly um it's extremely hot just for you yeah you're just sweating like crazy and you want to give the audience like the best time of their lives but you're having the worst time of yours right so being sick for a show is the worst and it's happened to me so many times that like i have it in my head i can't get sick i can't get sick and that stresses me out and i get sick mm. so it became a jinx like literally for about 5 6 years um th- our fans only saw me at my worst if you think about it every time i had a big like concert i would get sick right before and it would be very very difficult for me to get through it um but in the recent couple of years i think i started eating better not meaning like vegetables and stuff <laughs> i mean like eating at home and like eating breakfast right like a like a 
good like Korean breakfast. Party breakfast. Like a like a like a very Korean party breakfast, right? Yeah. And that's actually like the only big lifestyle change there is. And I've actually been getting sick a lot less. Um, also, I think hygiene matters a lot. Obviously, right? But when I was like in my like early 20s and stuff or like in college or high school or whatever, you know, you just don't give a fuck. Like, I thought that was why I don't get sick. I wasn't one of those like… Yeah, maybe that's why you don't get sick. Because um, that's also why you have to let your kids play with dirt. Because people, if you if you don't oh, expose your kids to enough too, germs, yeah. they can't handle it if something happens or whatever later okay. on. They don't build an immune system. Then I did a good job because Haru doesn't get sick very often. Mm. Um, we let her out like… We were outside most of the time like right after she was born. So luckily, um, you know, she, she de- developed like a strong immune system I think. Uh, of course, we were outside because we had to kind of be on the run mm. at that time. So ironically, my pain and suffering led to uh, her… Being a strong baby. Yeah, being a strong baby. But um, so I'm assuming you have like great hygiene. <laughs> I mean, this is a weird question for me to yeah, be yeah, asking yeah. Diane right now. <laughs> but… You wash your hands a lot. Because you were like yelling at me last night. <laughs> do you wash your hands a lot? I actually do. And it's a habit. Even normally? Yeah. Okay. I wash my hands especially while cooking and like doing dishes and stuff. And I wash my hands before I wash my face. I wash my hands before I put on makeup and after I put on makeup. Wow. That's a lot of hand washing. It's like a habit. It's, you know what it is? It's not even. It's not about germs for me. It really isn't about germs. I just don't like having shit on my hands. Oh my <laughs> gosh! I, I can. I, I somehow can imagine Diane like washing her hands of all of this dive studios and tableau podcast stuff as well. Like metaphorically, <laughs> it, it feels like metaphorically, even like figuratively, uh-huh. you you're good at washing your hands. I actually am. See? Oh, I drop people. <laughs> You're a hand washer. Oh my god. My, I had a boyfriend where I told myself if he didn't talk to me the way I want him to talk to me by New Year's. Like when it strikes midnight, I would delete everything and I did. Oh my god. I didn't even think about it. It was just like, oh, there you go. <laughs> and oh I god. closed my phone. See, you told me that you, you get okay from colds in, in a single day, right? Which I was shocked by last night. Yeah, that's when you were like, I was like shut what? up. what? <laughs> One day? Yeah, people are sick for so long and I don't understand how. Dude, I'm sick for at least four or five days. And it's not even from the cold or flu or any virus. It's just from drinking. Like I'll <laughs> go, I'll have a like a crazy drinking night or whatever. Yeah. And I'll be sick for like four or five days. Oh, wow. I don't drink often anymore. I actually haven't had a single drop of anything to drink for like two months now. Yeah, I didn't drink all of January, but um, maybe that's why I'm still healthy. But um, how do you beat a cold in a day? Uh, I just sleep a lot. But do you like? Do you put like a the 전기 장판? You know the thing underneath your bed, like to oh, warm I've it heard, up. I've heard of that the from warmer, my Korean friends. The 전기 장판. No, I don't do anything. You don't drink a ton of like ion 음료. 
So it's like… Oh my god. You don't drink a ton of like water-based like I'll drink, vitamin water or whatever? I'll, I'll drink water. But you won't like just chug two liter bottles? I don't do any kind of remedy. I don't do cough medicine. I don't do… You don't go to the doctor? Oh hell no. I'm what? American. Americans don't go to yeah, the doctor you just because of a cold. $24,000. Yeah. You go you go because you have a you have a cold. You come out and now you have something way worse which is you have a case of the broke. You have $24,000 yeah. you got to pay just for getting some Tylenol. The ultimate virus. Yeah. No, but uh what's it called when you have a doctor you see regularly? Like a regular doctor? Oh. <laughs> I don't have that. Uh, I haven't had that since I was like a baby. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, my insurance made me get one in the states in LA, and I saw her once because they literally were like, "You need it." <laughs> so you have a naturally strong immune system. Yeah, I don't like. I had oral surgery once in high school, and they gave me like a prescription for afterwards, and I just it actually fell behind my desk, like, and you couldn't take it, and so I just. Well, I could if I wanted to. I just forgot it was there and I just didn't. I just slept it off. Okay. Well, I've had a cavity taken out without penicillin. Ooh. Um, yeah. Is a penicillin what you take? No. No, no. <laughs> penicillin is like… What? For like… Of course I… Not a penicillin. Isn't penicillin what, what, why, why am I forgetting the word? Are you just talking about like uh, numbing? Yeah. What's the word? I forgot the word. I don't know. Just say numbing. You can't remember the word either. Well, why I don't get cavities? Anesthesia. Oh. Okay. So I've I've had a cavity pulled out without any anesthesia. And is it anesthesia? Why does it sound like a Disney princess name? Yeah, it's anesthesia or like uh just a numbing. It's called numbing. It's called no. It's called happy numbing. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm okay with pain, but I'm not. I don't, I'm not sure if my immune system is that strong. And that is one point I want to make. You know. When when situations like currently with the the no, novel coronavirus is like you know people are told wash your hands often, you know that's like the first thing all doctors and all experts say wash your hands often wash your hands often and everyone's like we gotta wash our hands often right but as soon as like it gets contained people forget to do that and and by people I mean me right like. I'm washing my hands way, way, like 1,000 times more than I used to. And I think, you know, you need to do that all the time. You need to like wash your hands like even when there isn't like a huge outbreak or whatever. Because you're, you want to stay safe from even just a common cold, right? Yeah, I like, just don't want my hands to be stinky. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a good reason to <laughs> stay healthy. Yeah. And I think… That's something we need to maintain. Like one thing I do when I have a when I have a cold because colds suck, right? It's just so unnecessary. It's not even like a broken like leg or anything yeah. where like there's a cause, right? Like yo, dude, how'd you how'd you break your leg? Um, you know, I was playing soccer. Like, yeah. how did you break your leg? I was jumping a fence and I fell. How did you break break your leg? I was you know trying to jump kick Mithra and I slipped on a like a ice cube and broke my shoulder. But see, but when you have a cold, it's not like, dude, how did you get a cold? Like there's not even a story for it. Yeah. Like I, I was walking down the street. I pressed a couple elevator buttons. Like what do you say, right? It's not even an entertaining way to be sick. And 
So, so cold suck. We can all agree on that. What I used to do is I used to just get a like a shitload of Gatorade. Oh my god, you're such a boy. Or Powerade. <laughs> you're such because, a boy. <laughs> because I was I was once a Powerade model. So model. Well, Powerade commercial, like yeah. The the, the what do you call it? You're Why just... am I forgetting words today? The uh, spokesperson. Yeah. So I drank a ton of Powerade, like. Tons of it. I mean like eight two-liter bottles a day, right? And I would just be in the bathroom like constantly. Because, you know, they say like flush it out of you or whatever. And the thing is it really doesn't work. Yeah, of course. As well as it should. Because I'm still sick. And I've tried chicken noodle soup. I've I've even tried… Okay, someone told me that if you put like a little bit of red pepper inside soju… Okay, this is how often… I think that's the lady who lit a cigarette on a plane. <laughs> this is how often I got a cold. Okay, this is how often… I think it was Jude Law. Oh my god. But this is how often I got a cold. I tried everything. They they told me put like some gochugaru inside soju. Right? Soju is a Korean alcoholic drink. It's like the Korean vodka. Yeah. But anyways… So I, I tried it. I shot it. I got much sicker. Because you're drinking when you're sick. You're dehydrating yourself. Yeah. And also it's just it's just really spicy. Well, I think Korean people think like feeling heat, like spiciness is like… It's like oh, taking well, let something me tell out. You, another thing I did that is just like that. So I went to the Jimjirbang, which yeah. is like the Korean sauna, right? Yeah. And then they have these rooms where you go in and it's just basically like inferno. It's like hell, <laughs> right? It's like Dante's inferno. And you go in there. The only… Difference is that you're uh, like you don't need um, you don't need someone to like guide you through it. You just walk out of it when it's too difficult for you, right? And then, but anyways, I've even gone there to sweat it out. That also doesn't help at all because you get you actually get much sicker. Yeah, your body will naturally heat it yourself to the point that it needs to be heated to kill whatever you know, like. That's why when I get do when I do get sick for that day, I it's a really bad fever. It's all full body. Like I really do feel bad for that day. Uh-huh. But uh, like my fever spikes like crazy. But that usually means it's a good thing because that means your body's like fighting it. I've even prayed. <laughs> <laughs> I've even when I was a kid, I've even prayed for the cold to go away. Yeah. I've even asked for God to take away the cold. Okay. So this is how often I got the cold. Okay? And and colds suck. I used to want to get sick all the time. And to I not still, go to school. Yeah, I still sort of do. I, I, <laughs> I yeah. still… And you know what it is? That's, what, that's the opposite. You don't want to get sick. You get sick. You want to get sick. You won't get sick. I know what you mean. Like when I was in school, like I always wanted to have sick days. So I would… You know, I would… And then I realized that… There's a better way to not go to school. You just skip or jump the fence. <laughs> like you don't have to drink any Powerade or take, you know, eat chicken noodle soup or whatever. Yeah. You, you just jump the fence. Did you? And you're not even sick. Did you try to make yourself seem sick? So what I would do is stay, the, stay up all night playing Pokemon. And if I wanted to keep playing 
and like not go to school, I put a flashlight that I had against my head for five minutes and I would call over my dad. And then it it would be hot. I'm sick. And then he would be like, okay, I'll call the school. And I'd be like pulling out my Game Boy that's still on. (laughs) Like (laughs) playing Pokemon just blatantly. And then like later that day, I'm just downstairs playing DDR. (laughs) Like flailing around. Oh my God. Um, But one time my brother caught me because I tried to tell him I was sick. And he was like, all right, you don't you don't have to go to school. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he goes, do you want to go to Six Flags then? And I was like, yeah. Oh, He's best, like, then best you're brother not. ever. But yeah, but then he went, then you're not sick. Oh, <laughs> if he, you told can go- he told you on, told on you? No, my brother is like a disciplinary figure himself. He's like Jude Law. He's 10 years older than me. So okay. he, had the, he had the authority to force me to go to school or not. So he was like, if you can… If you feel like you can go to Six Flags and have a good time, that means you're not sick. That means you're well enough to go to school. 100,000%. Young lady. <laughs> I know. And then if I told him I was hungry, I'm like, I'm hungry. He's like, you want kimchi? And I'm like, no. He's like, then you're not hungry. And I was oh. like, oh my god. <laughs> you know what my my uh, what my wife does um, when Haru… Like when it's kind of not certain. Yeah. If Haru's like really sick or not or she just doesn't want to go to school. Like anytime Haru says, Mommy, but I'm feeling kind of sick, right? Um, she'll just say, Okay, then we'll let's go to the hospital. Yeah. Let's go to the hospital and <laughs> get it checked up. And Haru's like, No, I I I'm not that kind of sick. <laughs> I'm not like hospital visit kind Tell of sick. Come on, Haru, commit, commit I'm, to your I'm role. Like, I'm like, Haru, like how sick are you exactly then? And she's like, I'm sick, like where I should just be lying down. And I'm like, how do you know? How do you know like that that's not that's the level of sickness you have? What if it's a little more sick and you need to get it checked? And she's like, I'm certain it's not that much. And we're just like, okay. We're just like, okay, she's, you know. She's got to go to med school. 10 points for trying. <laughs> uh, but much easier to just jump the fence. Anyways, everyone. Uh, so today's topic, you know, it's a little grim, but… If you think about it, it shouldn't be. I think the I think one of the worst things we can do is to turn situations like this, um, whether it be disease or um, disasters or you know things like life and death, right? Um, we often we we try our best to not talk about it, and when we do, we treat it like it's this fantastical thing that's happening this this out of the ordinary thing or extraordinary thing that's happening and because of that um i th- i think it the fear grows right i mean if you think about it disease um it is a d- disease and disaster uh, they're just as natural as anything else you know as as the sun coming up and um Throughout history, we've we've dealt with and overcome many, many different things. And I do have hope and I do trust the experts. Like, and by experts, I mean, I mean, the ton of um, silent, voiceless people in the in the medical world or the health field that are, you know, in labs right now trying to figure out a way to protect us or to save people. And I know it's easy to like let your eyes wander to conspiracy theories and like, um, you know, just 
misinformation, and it's not your fault. Okay, and I wouldn't even say it's completely the fault of the people that put it out. I think it's just when you're afraid and you you can't make sense of anything, you do your best to try, and sometimes that puts you into a situation where you're you know putting out misinformation. And craving misinformation, and uh, you know that's totally understandable. That's human, but uh, you know I do believe that there are uh, good people that are working at this moment to uh, you know to overcome some of the things that are scaring us. So uh, let's put you know a decent amount of trust in these people, and also. Uh, just keep yourself safe. Like, wash your hands often. Wash your hands now. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.